This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Congressman Barry Moore is sharing national statistics when it comes to fentanyl seizures in the U.S. Moore posted on social media that the amount of fentanyl seized by authorities after it has been brought into the U.S. has now jumped by ninefold in the past five years. Federal officials say that despite the increase in the amount that they have seized, they still estimate that they're only getting about 5% of the fentanyl that drug cartels are trafficking across the U.S.-Mexico border. To put this in perspective, Moore says that the U.S. authorities are confiscating more fentanyl in a single month now than what was seized during the whole year of 2018. Alabama Congressman Jerry Carl wants U.S. taxpayer money to be rerouted to the southern border rather than go to the country of Ukraine as they fight Russia. He wants this to stop illegals that are trafficking the drugs. Carl spoke earlier this week on FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile in which he pointed out that another problem has emerged on the northern border between Canada and the U.S. You know, Jeff, I'm just so worried about this country and the fentanyl issue and the southern border. And now the big thing right now is the northern border. We just woke up and figured out while while we're down south uh, chasing things around the border, they're they're just taking a boat and coming across Lake Erie with fentanyl uh, like it's it's an open open road. So uh, now, now we've got problems on both sides, north and the south. So we got problems in this country. Ukraine, again, I want to support them where we can support them, but I don't want to support them uh, with, with money I think can save lives here in America. Cahaba Riverkeepers are planning a protest in Montgomery for February 16th. The protest is in response to the Moody Landfill fire that has been filling that community with smoke for over two months now. The Environmental Protection Agency has stepped in to deal with the fire in the past two weeks, so now that fire has been reduced by 50%. Residents from the area, as well as Cahaba Riverkeepers, are planning to take part in the rally to express their disappointment in the handling of this issue by the state agency, the Alabama Department of Environmental Management. Those upset with ADEM are also suggesting that money be taken from that agency due to their inaction on the landfill fire. State Senator Shea Shellnut plans to write a bill that would change some operations and oversight within the ADM as a result of this whole incident. The protest over the landfill fire comes just as another discovery has been made in St. Clair County, and that's of an oil dump site that is now leaking into the ground. David Butler is with the Cahaba River Keepers, and he he spoke to 1819 News, saying that both of these cases are the most extensive in health damage and contamination that the group has ever investigated here in the state. Authorities in Birmingham are asking for the public's help in finding suspects who have now been able to steal three ATM machines along with the cash inside. The break-ins happened on January 28th and 29th. The thieves were able to use a truck to back up to the door of a business to bust those doors down and then get away with the machines. Police are looking for more than one suspect. However, they only have one security pick of one of those suspects. Anyone with information is asked to call Crime Stoppers at 205-254-7777. More details are being released surrounding a terrible murder-suicide that happened in Hazel Green and left a family of four dead. 43-year-old Jennifer Lepore died from blunt force trauma to the head. A A welfare check on that family resulted in Lepore's body being found inside the family home. Police then tracked down 46-year-old Jamie Lepore, her husband, to Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 
along with the couple's two young sons, 11-year-old Sean and 9-year-old Jesse. When Jamie Lepore realized that police were closing in on him, he shot both of his sons and then turned the gun on himself. Jennifer Lepore worked at the Hazel Green Elementary School as a special education aide. Her two sons were students in that school district as well. The Madison County School System is working with investigators to help gather details on this tragic timeline as well as the whole motivation behind it. The U.S. Department of Agriculture will be sending in fire specialists to the state of Alabama for some controlled burns. There will be over 110,000 acres from four different national forests here in the state that are going to be part of this controlled burn. The national forests are in Bankhead, Conecuh, Talladega, and Tuskegee. The burns will start in February and occur for the next six months. Those who are traveling across the state or down to the beach for spring break should be aware of the potential smoke as they drive through those areas. Drivers should use their low beam lights on their cars if they do enter a smoky area while driving. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, well, the drama over classified documents continues. Now the FBI has conducted a search of President Joe Biden's beach home in Delaware. This is the third search to be conducted by the FBI in regards to classified documents that have been in Biden's possession for years now. The first was back in November at the Penn Biden Center in Washington, D.C. That search did not become public knowledge until just recently. Since then, another FBI search was done at Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware, and now the one in Rehoboth, Delaware. The last time that Rehoboth made it into the national news was when Biden was vacationing there and fell flat on the pavement while on a bike approaching reporters. Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy is not stopping on his promise to ban three Democrats from committee appointments. McCarthy has already kicked out Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff from the House Intelligence Committee. McCarthy says that Swalwell is compromised after he had sex with a Chinese spy, and Schiff lied repeatedly to the public over the Trump-Russia collusion fabrication. Now McCarthy has gathered enough Republican votes to keep Minnesota Democrat Ilhan Omar off the House Foreign Affairs Committee. One Republican was objecting to the lack of due process in removing Omar. However, McCarthy wrote in his resolution to remove her language that also allows for her to appeal that decision. This convinced Victoria Sparts of Indiana to join in supporting the removal of Omar. Several Republicans do not want Omar on that committee due to her past comments that are considered anti-Semitic. Omar has also been accused of marrying her half-brother in order to skirt immigration laws and get him to the U.S. Omar denies that accusation. Over in the U.S. Senate, there is a package of bills that would deal with the COVID-19 policies, responses, and mandates that have been put in place. One of the bills would prohibit the government from creating a COVID-19 passport and put a five-year moratorium on government vaccine mandates for anything that's been approved by the Food and Drug Administration under the Emergency Use Authorization. Another bill seeks to strengthen the exemption process for those not wanting the vaccine if it's being required by an employer. And another bill would stop the denial of organ transplants to those who have not been vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccine. It also would stop the denial of Medicare or Medicaid services based on vaccination status. Other bills deal with mask mandates on public property or transportation and whether vaccine mandates can be imposed in public schools in the Washington, D.C. area. A federal judge rules against a state law in New Jersey that allows the state to sue gun manufacturers. U.S. District Judge Zahid Wurashi placed a preliminary injunction against the New Jersey public nuisance law, saying that it conflicts with the Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act. 
under this state law, the state attorney general would have been allowed to take legal action against gun manufacturers if their product sales or marketing techniques were deemed to endanger public safety. The plaintiffs in this case are planning to file further lawsuits in other states like New York and California, where similar laws have been passed. Well, have you heard about why a television news anchor on MSNBC has not been on the air for over a month? Yasmin Vasuvian explained why she was gone when she returned back into the news studio. I was diagnosed with pericarditis, inflammation of the lining of my heart, brought on by a virus, a literal common cold. I also had fluid around my heart that had to be drained or else it could hinder the beating of my heart. I was hospitalized for four nights and transferred from a local hospital to NYU Langone here in New York City. On January 4th, I was finally discharged after doctors drained the fluid around my heart. Three days later, I was readmitted when I felt a flutter in my heart, like a butterfly. It was inside my chest. They determined I had developed myocarditis, inflammation of the actual heart now. The Sovian made a point of showing on social media that she had complied with the MSNBC vaccine mandate months before her episode with pericarditis and myocarditis. Epidemiologist and cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough was asked to weigh in on this claim by Vasovian's doctors that it was all caused by a common cold. And through the entire review with the doctor, they never mention as a possibility COVID-19 vaccination. Now, the FDA in June of 2021, you know, put out an official warning to cardiologists like me and that doctor at NYU. We all know this, that the COVID-19 vaccines cause heart damage. We received the warning from the FDA. Now, a paper has been published by Hironiki and colleagues from University of California at San Diego of a case exactly like Yasmin's. In this case, an 18-year-old boy, he's hospitalized three times just like her has to get the fluid drained out just like she did. Uh, it, it ruined him for about a month, just like her case. And so the question before us right now, are both Yasmin and the doctor, are they willfully blind? Do they know the COVID-19 vaccine caused it and are simply uh, you know, trying to feign uh, this off as a common cold? Or are they completely ignorant to this? Is, he, is the doctor not following the FDA warnings? Is is she not aware of the FDA warnings? It's one of those two things and neither one of it's good. McCullough spoke on Lindell TV with Emerald Robinson. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 